0: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
1: In the studio, it's myself, the captain, joining me. And nobody. I want to talk tonight about this. There's a story out of the Salt Lake Tribune. A police shooting of a Farmington man called Brutal Murder by his family. This apparently is, a, or was, a 25-year-old gentleman who asserted his right to free travel. Uh, this article gets into it a little bit uh, about something about an illegitimate license plate. Uh, if any of you out there have any experience with uh, the sovereign citizens' uh, techniques you might find this very interesting. Uh, Those of you who don't know, uh, sovereign citizens uh, have found legal ways with which to assert their rights to do things like drive around without a driver's license or license plates, that type of a thing. And these have been around for quite some time. It takes some doing to accomplish these tasks. You have to really dig into the laws know the nooks and crannies of them, and then exert your rights and then hope that what you've devised uh, sort of passes their muster. If the statists attack you time and time again, we've seen it end poorly uh, with, like, arrest or violence or, you know, fines, uh, you know, legal, you know, wasting of time through the legal channels of court uh, doing time in, you know, a jail cell, that kind of a thing for the sovereign citizen techniques. But this one was quite literally uh, uncalled for, in my opinion. Uh, the article begins, Police shooting a Farmington man called brutal murder by family. Less than a day after the man's family released a statement, Farmington police released new details Friday on the fatal police shooting. Farmington police released this information uh, that left 25-year-old Chase Allen dead. The update came less than a day after the family of Allen accused the five police officers uh, who police say opened fire on him, brutal murder. And they said that they were being stonewalled by the police department. The police shooting unfolded Wednesday in the parking lot of the Farmington Post office located at 145 East State Street. Police had initially said. Is this Farmingham, Michigan? Salt Lake, Utah. Okay. Uh, The the farming. uh, hmm, A Farmington officer pulled Chase Allen over that afternoon because he was driving without a license plate. Ooh, didn't have permission clearly yeah. a dangerous man Now I'm jumping ahead in the article but the headline already revealed this this man got shot dead for this right for driving without a license plate and it's not even like this. it's uh, it's a bit more than that. He was one of these like uh, he was using the sovereign citizen techniques where he had oh. like uh, a plate that says you know I'm not doing commercial travel mm-hmm. at least the article alludes to that. Apparently, the officer called for backup when Ellen became, quote, non-compliant. This is all according to this particular uh, periodicals investigation. Four more officers arrived, and when Ellen refused to get out of his car, police say they tried to remove him from the vehicle. A confrontation ensued, and, quote, shots were fired, unquote, by the five officers according to police. Five officers, and and
0: between them, they couldn't find an active voice. It was just shots were
1: fired, not we fired shots. Right. At the time, police had not said whether Allen was armed. It, in a statement...
0: <laughs> well, clearly he was just going to beat all five of them down.
1: <laughs> he was going to look at them very staringly. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Give them a dirty look, if you will. He was probably going to say mean things to him. Probably. In a statement released late Thursday, Allen's family disputed the initial police version of what led to his death. Officers claim it was a routine traffic stop. Yet, the officer requested multiple other officers to the scene a couple blocks prior to the stop. Well, it's so sad that, you know, a murder like this is routine. It happens all the time. Yeah, so the police aren't really lying when they say it was a routine stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. <We're, laughs> that's so what they do.
0: If it, You know, people argue with anarchy, and they're like, if it wasn't for the government,
1: who'd shoot you dead for not having permission to drive your car? Right. According to the family statement, which does not cite the source of that conflicting information, uh, this resulted in the brutal murder of Chase at the hands of five Farmington police officers, with them shooting him while he was still in his automobile and likely terrified for his safety. They shot 12-plus rounds at him while he was still inside the car, with the engine running and lights on when reporters arrived. The family statement continued. On Friday afternoon, Farmington Police Chief Eric Johnson released a statement with more information about the police shooting Noting that the officer who pulled Chase Allen over on Wednesday afternoon did so because Allen was driving with an quote "illegitimate license plate unquote." Oh wow. Well, wow. now, how does that happen? An
0: illegitimate... License plate
1: does a... Yeah, what's a legitimate
0: one? Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess it happens when a when a sign has sex with, like, a, a metal shingle or something, <laughs> and uh, and they give birth
1: to a beautiful love child. A little illegitimate license plate? without Yeah, they're out of wedlock. <laughs> the uh, statement did not describe the aforementioned illegitimate license plate. According to Johnson's statement Friday, which cited body camera video of the confrontation that authorities have reviewed but have not yet released to the public, of course.
0: They never do. They got to wait till they get, can get the
1: fake guys on it. Ellen then pulled into a parking stall at the Farmington Post Office and rolled down the window of his blue sedan only a few inches, refusing to provide identification or cooperate with the officer. Now, uh, just a word about this behavior here. I'm not here to give you legal advice, but if you are pulled over by the police, uh, you may act in this way, and you are within your rights. Uh, Near as I can tell, Uh, there have been, especially if we're talking about uh, folks who are acting under sovereign citizen Mm. uh, techniques and principles. Uh, You know, I've seen this. Even
0: being fully within your rights won't stop them from killing you.
1: Well. So it seems. It and, does seem that way, doesn't it? And far too many times. Really? So Johnson said Allen asserted his independence from laws of the land. I assume they it mean Sounds vertically. like my kind of guy. That's what I'm saying. In the video, and stated that he was not required to provide information to the officer or cooperate. Uh, that's true. Uh, yeah. Usually the best advice I can give anybody is if you're pulled over. Um, uh, you know, I would probably rolled down my window like this guy did, just a couple inches enough to mm. get some audio back and forth. And uh, my response would be uh, something like, I'm sorry, officer, I don't answer questions. Alan was taken to a hospital where he died. It's unclear if any bystanders were in the post office parking lot at the time of the police shooting. Mm. I don't know this for a fact, but Post offices are government agencies, pseudo government agencies. They're they're a branch, at least, uh, and controlled by government uh, entities. Mm-hmm. Do they or do they not have all sorts of? Ah, I almost had to dump myself there. All sorts of cameras all over the post office. Whenever I go to one, I see a bunch.
0: Well, I mean, I've I've never seen one that didn't, but I've also. Uh spent very little time in, in
1: Utah, and I don't know how things yeah. are out there. Um, I just figure that even if, uh, you know, uh, New Hampshire being what it is, even if the post office is here, which they do, have cameras all over. Although maybe, no, they do have them in the parking lot, too, or at least on the outside of the building to see the parking lot. So it'd be interesting to see the uh, unmolested footage from the post office, if there's any on this thing. Hmm. We have learned more from media coverage about what occurred that night than anywhere else right now. We found out about Chase's death, along with the entirety of our community, via news reporters and articles written online, according to the family statement, uh, who accused the police of not reaching out to them about the shooting and refusing to release more information. Imagine that. I'm shocked. Imagine that. Uh, You're five cops. Uh, You you just killed a guy. right? You just pumped uh, more than 12 rounds into him. Uh, He's dead. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're like, yep, okay, let's just finish it. You don't bother to find out who he is and attempt to contact the family and let them know, hey, you know, I I assume police will speak in vagaries. But Mm -hmm. but that's how discourteous police are, right? They'll kill a guy and then just like, yeah, whatever. They'll find out when it's on the news. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so according to their statement, police are stonewalling us. Our family has not been permitted to see Chase. I believe they mean the body. And has not been contacted by authorities or justice departments with any information surrounding this investigation. Johnson said Friday that the Davis County Critical Incident Protocol Team, whatever that means, what's a critical incident protocol team? A SIPT. Um. A KIPT. It's, uh it's it's an attempt to
0: use so many syllables that you that you take the meaning out of whatever it is you
1: said it, it sounds to That's me my like guess. it sounds to me like it's police investigating police going yeah oh, we investigated ourselves and found we didn't do anything wrong yep
0: as as they will do it's uh it, it's amazing how 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 rarely uh they they find any misconduct yeah uh, <laughs> When they investigate themselves,
1: they find more misconduct in, like, you know, a church choir. Than, oh yeah, than they do. Well, they'll shoot a church choir down. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, so uh, we dr- we don't draw any final conclusions regarding the actions of officers until the protocol investigation has been completed. Uh, this is a, this is again, Mr. Johnson. Uh, Alan's family said Thursday that he was a gracious and loving soul who was known by everyone in his community to be caring, thoughtful, and kind, and would do anything for someone in need. The 25-year-old lived in Farmington with his parents, a graduate of Davis High School, Utah State University. Chase was a son, brother, grandson, nephew, peer, teammate, student, and neighbor, amongst many other important roles he played within our community. And you know, I'm just going to stop there for a second because I'm thinking about this. And uh, nobody, what was the the hubbub in uh, Minneapolis about when they burned the, uh, the the precinct?
0: Um, it was about a a, a guy
1: who uh, got killed. Um, I by police, and then like riots ensued, right? Yeah. And then and then they burned the uh, the precinct, mm-hmm. I believe, there in uh, Saint Paul or Minneapolis, one of those two.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I, I I wish there was a group in America that had you know the weaponry of the militia movement and the balls of of, of the black community mm. because uh, people don't stand up when except when it happens to them, and that doesn't mean they're doing something wrong from my point of view it i mean obviously there there's there's misconduct at 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 the rallies yep. uh, but some of it is but not all of it you know, I i mean, I got to admit, I was I was here in the studio when they burned that police station. And I, I kind of cheered a little. <laughs> I, I wasn't so happy when they were burning people's businesses. Right. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. but but I can understand the rage. I just I wish I wish there was a Malcolm X out there to to help
1: channel it. Yes. Yeah, sunscreen caller. What's your name, please? Tim from it's,
2: Texarkana.
1: Hey, Tim. Thanks for calling Free Talk Live. What is on your mind?
2: Uh, the, the, I the I was listening to the the article you were talking about in Utah. Yep. And and I had an experience here in Texarkana. I'm from New Hampshire uh, originally, and um, nice. I I I have a Dually pickup truck, and uh, I for two years I hadn't I hadn't had a bumper on the back, and I had the yeah. custom bumper in the bed. And the plate was on the back uh, floor, okay. in the back in the back seat. And I was going to the convenience store around the corner, and and uh, uh, I seen a. I was actually following a cop to the light, and all of a sudden he spun around and went the other way. And I was like, oh, that's a weird. Okay, whatever. And um, proceeded through the light and into the the parking lot of the convenience store. And a cruiser with his lights was on me. I'm like, what the heck? I had not do anything. Right. I'm like, Wh- whatever. Okay. So I I pull in, he pulls, comes out. All of a sudden there's five of them on me and, uh, windows are down. Both you're my you're really bulls,
1: similar to this article.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good. Scared the heck out of me. But, uh, my two pit bulls are in, in the truck with me. Okay. Uh, they're both babies and, and, I mean, one's a 120-pound baby, and the other one's an 80-pound baby. But uh, uh, one cop was on one side of the uh, summertime hot. Uh, one was on one side of the uh, passenger side, and I, I looked over at him, and I was like, I, they don't bite. And and uh, he was playing with them. And then there was another cop on the driver's side. Another cop came and grabbed all my paperwork and everything. Okay. And I kept my hands on the steering wheel. They never told me to turn the truck off. All right. And, um, in fact, they were asking me about the truck. What year is it? And, uh, it sounds really good, which it does. It's a big block. Um, and I looked over on the passenger side and I said, I knew everything was right. The paperwork was all good. Uh, yeah, you I dotted say, the
1: uh, Ts, crossed the Is, all that kind of
2: stuff. Uh, everything. Okay. Uh, insurance was paid. Everything. You paid
1: all their and... government fees, right? The license yeah. fee, and you yeah. know, went to the thing. Yeah. You got the official paper that says, "Look, I paid the yeah. masters."
2: Even after all that, I got the official sticker on my window that says uh, it's inspected, and I can drive it on on their legal roads. Sure. Uh, but uh, uh, I looked at the cop on the passenger side, and I my hands are on the steering wheel, and I said. Awful lot of people here for no plate, and it's in the back seat. The bumper <laughs> is obviously in the bed. I just hadn't put it on yet yeah uh, and and I'm like he's like oh well we're we're training and they're training and uh oh he gave me an excuse and come back with my paperwork handed it to me and said, Okay, you're all set nice nice no ticket nothing but uh it was it was like they were SWAT teaming me. And I was like, "What the heck is going on here?" Well, I was scared. I'm, I was scared.
1: Yeah, of course you were, because they were all armed, and you know, wearing costumes and acting, you know, with a gang mentality. Even though, yes. you know, oh, they're training or whatever—that's just an excuse. And cops can lie to you. Everybody knows that. And if you don't, guess what? Uh, cops can lie to you legally. Like they're not compelled in any way, shape or form, to tell the truth when you interact with them. You well, however, that wouldn't be any fun. Yeah, you, however, legally are required to tell the truth. They, they will prosecute you if you lie to a cop. but cops can lie to you all day and all night. Rights, according to government, are what happen when government takes away one of your freedoms and decides to sell it back to you for a price. Concealed weapons permits don't need to exist. You should just be. As an otherwise free human being on planet Earth, able to arm yourselves as you see fit to defend yourselves against anybody who wants to harm you, regardless of what costume they're wearing, regardless Mm. of what gang they belong to, you should be able to arm yourself to your satisfaction. And that's a freedom that everybody should be behind. I don't understand why there's this, mm, what do we call it, the... uh, The syndrome, the the Fudd syndrome. uh, No, no, not not. Well, it is fear, uncertainty and doubt. It's the it's the disconnect between reality and what they believe is going on with police. Right. What what they want to believe, uh, cognitive dissonance, that's the phrase I'm looking for. Mm -hmm. This guy is running into cognitive dissonance. He believes that police are doing bad things or so he alluded to on his call. He agrees that uh, these shameful acts uh, are happening and that it's a problem enough for him to call in to a national talk radio program and and say his piece about it, right? So he believes that it's a problem, but not so much that he's willing to accept the fact that the system is the problem, Mm. or so it seems. And, you know, I
0: I can understand that because— You know, when I was um when my life was, was very different mm-hmm. um, you know, ten, fifteen years ago. When you were still a person? When I was still a person, when I was still, you know, working as a computer programmer and and uh and I I, I had money and I drove a a, a relatively new car. Uh, and what have you uh the police were very different uh in the way that they interacted with me sure um and so i might not have i mean i realized to some extent that uh that they interacted badly with with a lot of people yeah. but i i i must say i there was a time when I used to to blame the victim as well. I'm there.
1: I'm, you I'm with know. you. I had a period in my life, most of my life, actually, until I was, I don't know, maybe 37 years old or so, 38, maybe in that pocket, uh, where I was you know, ignorant of uh, philosophy in general, much less libertarian principles. Uh, if anything, I, I think I was what I refer to as a knee-jerk constitutionalist right because Mm -hmm. i'd been brought up in like religious families what do religious families do whenever there's a problem like oh what does it say in the bible right so you know my automatic knee-jerk reaction is oh what does it say in the constitution we should go there Mm -hmm. and so you know i call myself a knee-jerk constitutionalist because i was completely uneducated about the political system in any way shape or form and i would just always revert to well what does it say well then that's what we should follow right
0: yeah i i was very much a constitution thumper um and it uh it took me a while to get on board with Lysander Spooner, Bingo, yeah. um, who said that uh, whether the Constitution be one thing or another, this much is clear. It, is, it has either authorized such government as we have had,
1: or it has been powerless to prevent it. Yeah. And in either case, it's unfit to exist. The statistics of police shootings can be found on various websites online. You can look them up yourselves. Local court records show no recent criminal history for Allen, but according to probable cause statement on September 21st, 2022, Allen voluntarily showed up at a Davis County Justice Court hearing for a woman who had been charged with a traffic violation. During the hearing, Allen became disruptive and noncompliant. These are quotes, by the way, and began to resist officers. The document states he refused to comply when he or when he was told to leave the courtroom. So he was an activist. He was going to other people's trials and standing up for them. A Davis County Sheriff's Office deputy wrote that reasonable force was used to arrest Allen and that he was taken to the Davis County Jail. The probable cause statement goes on to say that while he was being booked, officers found Allen had a small plastic slide credit card device that contained several lock-picking items. I've carried one of these in in the past. It's uh, basically a pocket knife knife. That unfolds. It's about the size of a credit card. So, uh, you know, it fits nicely in your wallet. And, uh, you know, I'm a practical dude. I like to carry a pocket knife. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, uh, I used to carry really nice ones until the TSA showed up on the scene. And now I just carry cheap, disposable ones. So if I ever forget that one's in my pocket, I can just toss it in the dumpster and I'm only out a couple of bucks. Yeah. But a wise plan. Yeah. uh, It only took losing one really nice knife to government for me to make that switch. Um, other people, takes takes a bit longer. At any rate, the probable cause statement goes on to say that while he was being booked, uh, now they found the knife, Allen matched the description of an individual with warrants, but he refused several requests to identify himself. Again, uh, you're not necessarily required to identify yourself, uh, depending on what your laws say in your local jurisdiction. When asked to stop interrupting, Allen responded that deputies had no authority over him using an expletive, the document states. <gasps> an expletive? Like cops never use expletives. Like, oh my gosh. Like that's going to make you like condemn this guy. He used an expletive against the police. Oh my gosh. Quick, somebody panic. Allen was released on his own recognizance, agreeing to appear at a future court proceeding and not to commit any crimes. There's no record of charges being filed against Allen, period. That's the end of the statement. There is no record of charges being filed against Allen. Hmm. So he has no prior criminal record is what they're saying. That's a a long way for them to say that. The police shooting Wednesday marked the fourth police shooting in Utah so far this year. And come on, it's Utah. Yeah. According to a database maintained by the Salt Lake Tribune, the third and otherwise most recent police shooting in Utah happened on January 29th in Iron County when authorities shot and wounded a reportedly suicidal woman who police said was armed inside a van and refused to exit.
0: That's always amazing when, when they come across somebody who's <laughs> suicidal and, and, you know, they kill them so to stop them from killing themselves. I guess because, you know, being killed by police is an immortal sin, so maybe they were saving her soul.
1: So they shot and wounded a suicidal woman, and then she was later charged with several felonies. So, like, yeah, way, way to go. Wait, after they killed her, they charged? Well, they don't say she was killed. It says oh. when authorities shot and wounded her, the reported a reportedly suicidal woman, uh, who police say was armed inside a van and refused to exit, she was later charged... Several felonies. Yeah. Way to help a person out. You show up to, to what, right? Then you shoot them. Okay. So maybe you prevented a suicide. Maybe you prevented, you know, somebody from doing something they actually wanted to do. Now you're going to charge them. Now you're going to sick the state on them. We have Rob in Vermont. Rob, what's on your mind?
3: So I was listening to the previous caller there and, you know, and it's, yeah, I couldn't believe what he was saying. Was it uh, know, Kevin? It, the it the I'm I mean, a conservative like guy.
1: The, is is that the yeah, guy? It okay. Sounded
3: like, it sounded like to me like he was saying that uh, that a crime had been committed, but it shouldn't be punished in so many words.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: <sighs> you know, and my feeling is the only way, it, in my opinion, to lower down these police beatings and. You know, innocent shootings, is to, you know, do away with qualified immunity. You know, these unions that back up these cops, just, they got blood on their hands too. Oh yeah. Every time when the police officer fires uh, one of those one of them weapons. Yeah. You know, they're just as guilty. Yep. You know, do away with qualified immunity, and you'll see a lot of these police shootings go away.
0: Yeah. They yeah. need to do away with qualified immunity and also settlements when when they when they do uh when when they do get out of hand and and the courts actually actually find that those settlements should be paid out of the, out of the police pension fund you know exactly and, and and you'll see a stop to that when they can't stick to taxpayer with the bill.
3: And I think that what also should happen is, is that you know police officers, they have their own personnel files and, and all other files, and those files should be you know graded on their performance yep. as to whether they should even have a dory a, a, a pension or should even be a police officer, you yeah. know and that should be available to the public.
1: Yeah, and the fact that that already doesn't exist should tell everybody who's paying any attention all they need to know. The organization known, uh, the organization type known, colloquially, I don't know if that's the right word, but known as government, the thugs, the despots, the parasites, the the thieves, the lunatics that are, that make up this organization type, uh, have no incentive to do anything that you think would be uh, looked at as the right thing. The only incentive they have is to enforce the law. Whatever politicians decide laws, and in some cases not even politicians, uh, judges can sometimes create laws. It's called uh, legislating from the bench. And if, uh, you know... Mm -hmm. If you're a smart person, you'll look that up and see what that's all about. But it can happen where something happens in a courtroom and all of a sudden, whatever the judge decided is now law somehow, despite not going through the regular process that most political laws have to do. But even then, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. The number of laws that exist can't be counted. Nobody can yeah. count them. There's so many that no people have tried, and like there's mm-hmm. there's just so many of them that you'll die before you can count them all. Even the computer can't count them all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's an incalculable number, and I've actually got a got a quote on that.
1: Um, but but it's going to take me just a second. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, the number uh, there's no uh, any system should have a mechanism with which to purge useless stuff, right? Uh, when you have a new software program released, you got to upgrade from the old version. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets rid of all the junk code that was there prior in order to make it a better product. FEE.org recently did an article that are four ways to influence people's behavior besides coercion. Are you listening, government agents? We know you tune in from time to time. There are better ways to interact with your fellow humans. There really are. Uh, So I'm just going to skip the introduction here. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. In an effort to at least minimize the number of times we ask the government to get involved, if not uh, eliminate them as an organization type uh, completely from our lives from affecting our freedom. Here are four basic ideas for nonviolent ways to influence other people's behavior. Number one, persuasion. What is persuasion? Persuasion is, uh, persuasion
0: is the art of telling a man to go to hell in such a way that he'll enjoy, that he looks forward
1: to the trip. (laughs) Uh, Indeed. The simplest way to change someone's behavior without using threats of violence is to persuade them that what they're doing is wrong. If they are taking a drug you don't approve of or making a business decision you consider unethical, it takes very little effort to present them with the evidence and reasoning that shows why they should change course. I know this sounds simplistic, and I know it's often unsuccessful, but that doesn't mean we should simply refuse to try. In the spirit of making coercion a genuine last resort, if not get rid of it all, altogether, that's uh, me editing the the article Mm -hmm. here, uh, we owe it to ourselves to at least attempt persuasion first. Now, you know, do you think persuasion was attempted in the case we were talking about in the first hour? I am not persuaded that it was. And trying doesn't just mean making the first argument that pops into our heads. It's about becoming the best persuaders we could be. Have you tried finding common ground with the person or identifying their moral foundations? Have you looked for possible compromises? Persuasion can be far more effective than we think if we take time to get good at it. If you need more persuasion about how evil the organization type is, the coercive organization type known as government is. I suggest you plug the following word into your favorite search engine: democide. D E M O C I D E. Democide. That should uh, that should really uh you know if you're an evidence person and you you want to see the evidence, there's a whole lot of it. There's a whole lot of it mm-hmm. if you uh, look up and learn about democide. Yeah. there were a uh, quarter of
0: a billion. A quarter of a billion victims of democide in the last century. And that that approaches the number of people who live in the United States, which is 320 million, 200. That's a lot of people killed
1: by their own government. And I want to point out that democide is death by government, for lack of a, a better way to describe it. Uh, if you search it out, it'll, there'll be a much longer explanation. But that's yeah, sort of the layman's way of referring to it. It's death by government, not including war,
0: uh, not including war, and it's generally defined as as wrongful death. Right. So not including you know government agents you know uh, who who are legitimately defending themselves. Right. Or somebody else, if yeah. that ever happens.
1: It it does sometimes. You are on Free Talk Live. What's your name, please? Uh, My name is E. Pluribus Unum. Hello, E. Pluribus. What is on your mind? You're live on the air right now. Okay,
4: the best way to influence people is to hypnotize them with the hypnotic media that is being listened to right now.
1: This is CNN, even though it's not. Hmm.
4: Yeah, the media is hypnotic, and it controls what people say and do and think. Yeah. People don't know
1: that. Yeah. I made a decision. I made a decision. I don't know, man, more than a decade ago, 12, 15 years ago. I made a personal decision. You know, the Internet influenced this decision. Of course, I made a personal decision to consume media on purpose. Right now, that's a little different than uh, what most people do. Most people are fed media, right? They they get home from you know their work or whatever, uh, and they right. go to their living like room, turn on the hypnotized. TV, and then watch whatever gets fed to them. Maybe they got their favorite channel or their favorite news program or whatever. They they, they allow information to be fed to them. I don't do that. Uh, I go home after my day of no, work or whatever. The
4: media does it. The transmission of your voice does it. That hypnotizes them. It's not what they're watching. It's what's being broadcast and how it... Imprints on their brain. Sure. So, how can you know if you're not hypnotized or not?
1: That is a good question. Nobody, how do you know if you're not hypnotized? I, uh, you notice that everybody else is. I think so. Because,
4: see, they give you a uh, suggestion, and that's the trigger, and then bam, it happens. You know. Well, they say the government...
1: they say to see the farm is to leave the farm, and the best analogy I can think of is that. You as a human being, we as human beings, are, at least according to the organization known as government, uh, tax cattle, right? Uh, We are cows uh, who bear milk. The milk, of course, is our life's effort, right? Now, that's represented currently by money, right? So the government wants to take as much of that as they can, but they, much like domestic farmers, found out, like, I don't know if you you know know this. Do you
4: know what the name of the government is? I'm sorry. Do you know the name of the government? What is the name of the government? Do you know what their name is? You tell me. The name of the government is the United States of America.
1: Well, that's the name of the government and, that that claims but, but, that but, but I'm their on. property. Yes, but,
4: but 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 it's an English organization and it's a temporary one.
1: Well, <laughs> hmm. maybe maybe uh, over the course of history, uh, that that you know, I hope that that is true. I hope that it is a temporary yeah. organization. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, Thomas Jefferson said that history is the proof.
1: Yeah, I can't really disagree yeah. with you, man. So how about was how there about more to that you quote? ask me a question?
4: Yeah, well, it all depends. Let's uh, see, how about you tell me what you want me to tell you, because I know... Yeah, I'll ask you a question.
1: Uh, so uh, many folks uh, have no idea that your name that you stated, e pluribus, uh, you know, has a part missing. It's e pluribus unum. Uh, or unum, depending on how you want to pronounce that. It appears on Mm. most of the U.S. money. You want to tell Mm. folks what that is, where it comes from, what it means?
4: Well, on the back of the $1 bill is a corporate contract, and it's between England and a citizen whose name is E. Pluribus Unum. And it's an open, volunteer, already appointed position for a citizen with the same name. Okay, But see, nobody knows this because the government quit teaching it to us in 1863, that's when they changed the As Constitution the year Lincoln and the rules was of the election. Right. See, my great-great-grandfather sold the gun, the John Wilkes Booth, that shot Lincoln. So therefore, I know stuff that people don't know because it's a part of my family history.
0: Hmm. Well, I'm surprised you and didn't so, come out with Six Semper Tyrannus, uh, if you were well, going to give like, us some Latin. Well, see, uh, the
4: name itself isn't... That it's Latin. It was the name that was chosen by the owner of the land. Uh, The person that owned America was the king of France. Mm -hmm. And it got got invaded by England. And it was the new world, what we call America. And uh, so all this stuff happened, and I know all this stuff about the government that people don't know. So what is your question? What would you like to know about the Constitution or the Declaration or the people or their rights? Because I know the real
1: stuff. I mean, I, I think I know enough, right? I, and, and that is just to say, like, I'm not a scholar of law. I'm not a scholar of the Constitution. I, I don't, uh, you know, well, nobody here is well, much he, better at, at bringing up, like, dates of history than I am. Right? That's not a forte of mine, but, right. like, I, I think okay. I know enough to know that the Constitution and all of the laws that have spawned as a result of it uh, are a poor, barbaric uh, method, an uh, ancient Devious, murderous yeah, method it's, it's of a, a of English managing document. people, and it's the English document, and people aren't in it. We have an unscreened caller. What's your name, please?
5: Yes, Ed in Utah. Hey, Ed. Um, yeah, hi. Very interesting show. Uh, a little bit of my background. Um, I've had my times passed with the John Birch Society and the Libertarians and what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. With sign which societies? Uh, Phenomenal. Pardon me. Uh, what was the name of the society you named?
0: The John Birch Society. Oh, the John Birch Society. Oh, okay.
5: Yeah, I was briefly a Bircher, yeah, um, uh, decades ago, and then briefly with the Libertarian uh, um, uh, Party and what have you. Um, I did sign on with the Trump phenomenon mm-hmm. for several reasons, and it goes a little bit back to that previous caller. Very interesting. Um, uh, here's, here's my thing with your persuasion argument. The problem with persuasion, I, I, we're not out here. We don't really have to persuade others. It wasn't so much a matter of, of persuading uh, people to, to uh, adhere to the Bill of Rights. Uh, that's where I agree with that caller. The Bill of Rights and the Declaration are distinct, separate, and superior documents to the Constitution. Now, on that part, I agree with you, you two. Mm-hmm. But here's my, my larger point. What, In my view, uh, uh, for our freedom, and uh, and our, our, our way of life, if you will, as Americans, was what Donald Trump was able to do was bust through like a political com- combat engineer. And there's a lot of evidence to, su- to support that. He wasn't fighting against the Democrat Party. <clears throat> he was fighting against the grand old pukes uh, uh, first. You remember? 17 on that field uh, where he had to beat them before he beat Hillary Clinton. And <clears throat> that was, I view... Uh, that's where I disagree with the last caller that last that was the last if you will legitimate if, if you can say that election in that they had to wait till 4 a.m and they couldn't steal Pennsylvania and Michigan what yeah. have you
1: well let me he, let me ask you through there Let me ask you Ed um, why do you believe that elections a, a glorified popularity contest why do you believe that whoever wins that election gets to tell everybody else what to do?
5: Well, that's the thing. The, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights was set aside by la- several of the last presidents. I mean, in my lifetime. Uh, uh, here's why. Because you need real politic as opposed to what we look at as, as uh, philosophical uh, politic with the Constitution, the Magna Carta, etc. Real do I politic need that? is life on the streets. And that's what Trump was able to do. He was able to bust through the Billionaires Club, of which he was one. He busted through... And he put them on notice and to the point where they had to. He took a lot of arrows for us. Uh, he helped reform the GOP, uh, the GOP because Rush Limbaugh abandoned the free trade wing of the Republican Party sure. and threw them aside and went with Trump. Him and Phyllis Schlafly of Eagle Forum, yeah. those two rather mainstream people were needed. If you will, topple what they had in mind. I'm not I'm not arguing that, that anything that you're
1: saying is, is untrue. What I what I am saying is that it doesn't matter who's in the chair. It's the chair that's the problem. It doesn't matter if Trump's in the chair. It doesn't matter if Obama's in the chair. It doesn't matter if Carter's in the chair. It doesn't matter if George Frickin' Washington is in the chair. It doesn't matter if nobody here sitting across from me is in the chair. It's the chair that's the problem. So number three here on the list of four things deal making. This one takes a little creativity, but it can open up a tremendous range of possibilities we hadn't even considered. Let's say your neighbor does something you really don't like. Maybe their front lawn is always a mess. It overgrows. There's trash everywhere and it just looks terrible. Let's say they also have a grievance with you. Maybe you just painted your garage door and they hate the color. Well, now... You could try to pass a law mandating that they keep their lawn a certain way, and they might try to pass a law mandating what color you can paint your garage door. Neither of these are solutions that you should explore, in my opinion. But instead, what if you got together and you made a deal? If you keep your lawn according to these standards, I'll paint my garage a color that is more to your liking. You sign a contract, such as a restrictive covenant, for example. Uh, Or just have an agreement with your neighbor, and boom, problem solved. No Mm. government required. It won't always work out this way, of course, but again, the question is, have you at least tried making a deal? Have you thought to exchange value with your neighbor? Too many people, and I'm going to use the word knee-jerk again, knee-jerk into using the state as their response. That's not a word. That's a phrase. Okay. I mean, I don't know if you... Just eliminate the space and write it all it could be one word. we could change it. I'm confident you know if i if if ginormous can be a word right that's a portmanteau can
0: ginormous be a word of
1: course it can well we need to
0: find a good portmanteau of uh of knee jerk, and, and it's hard because they're both one syllable <laughs> words, so they're not easy to contract. That's maybe, true. maybe we should do that on the uh, port to, portmanteau section of Beard Talk Live tonight. Yeah,
1: maybe if if our brains will it.
0: it I will do have a word. Of our I brought a word to introduce you to.
1: Oh, really? For Beard Talk Live tonight? I did. Okay. All right. Uh, Beard Talk Live at ten thirty p.m. About a half hour after this show. Free Talk Live comes to conclusion it is an extension That's when we tell you what we really think it is an extension of this show but it is online only over at watch.freetalklive.com or video.freetalklive.com uh and it is uncensored because it's online only so that means uh, nobody and i can use uh, foul language so and we do uh, personal discretion is advised but it's not necessarily required
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're too wimpy to hear it, we're just as
1: happy not to hear from you. (laughs) Uh, So have you tried making a deal? If you're really keen on avoiding coercion, but you can't stand someone's choices, you might even consider paying them to change their behavior. Hey, it's worth 20 bucks a month to me to keep your lawn nice, you might say to your neighbor. Some might call that a bribe, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. As Murray Rothbard keenly points out... I'd rather bribe a man than beat him. (laughs) F&A. As Murray Rothbard keenly points out in Man, Economy, and State, a bribe is only payment of the market price by a buyer. The point is, people can be convinced to do, or not do, an awful lot if there's something in it for them. Oh, yeah. and, And that just plays to human incentive, Right. Humans respond to a few incentives rather well. The financial incentive, they respond to very well. If there's some way for them to profit uh, in a scenario, if there's something in it for them, they respond very well.
0: One of my favorite things to say to people who uh, complain about, you know, some people who, who, you know, work hard and, and, and get more than their fair share, they say, and I say, well, you know, There's two ways to introduce, to, 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 to influence somebody's behavior, basically. Now, he comes up with four, but Mm -hmm. I think you could fit both of those into these two ways, which are the carrot and the stick. Yeah. And if you show me a society where nobody's getting more than their fair share of carrot. I'll show you a society where somebody's getting more than their fair share of stick. That is
1: a scientific fact. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it, the problem outside of, you know, the chair, right? Outside of having a king, uh, uh, one person to rule you all, right? It, it's it's a horrific idea. Why should any man rule another man? They shouldn't. Period. Right? But
0: just like one ring to rule them all which i believe was a metaphor for government it is addictive oh,
1: my precious them.
0: yes if you have the pathological yes. yeah. personality to wanna to wanna control people and that is why the ring of all power must be destroyed because no one is fit to bear it not but, even nobody
1: i couldn't really agree more let's go to jerome in south carolina jerome you're on free talk live
3: Hello, how are you this evening?
1: I'm good, Jerome. How are you?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I Sitting on top of the world for a little while. And uh, sitting on top of the world for a little while. That's one of my favorite songs.
1: Jerome, did you hit the bong before you called us tonight?
3: Excuse me?
1: Me? (laughs) Just curious. You don't have to tell us you were just singing I and I was like man he sounds baked
3: <laughs> hey maybe it's because I, I, I got some, some very delicious I got a secret news while I was checking my phone before I was I called you okay that's what I found out
1: you found out yeah, that uh, get- government is an illegitimate way to organize people and that you condemn the process of coercion that it creates upon mankind.
3: Do you do you ever do, do you ever stop? No. You, you know you sound
1: so un-American. Uh, you know, excuse me, Jerome. What is the what is the most American thing a person can do? That is advocate for independence. Am I wrong? Don't you? Don't you? Am, am I wrong?
3: That, and and am I wrong? Brotherhood. Am I wrong? She, she? Is advocating for independence that? not
1: the most American thing a person can do? Don't you sing the national anthem every day when you wake up? Is? No, of course not. Why would I sing the irrational anthem? Why would I further brainwash myself into an organization of coerciveness?
3: Hey, can I just get to my secret?
1: Okay, all right, go ahead. What's your secret?
3: George Conway and the little skank he was mad at, Kellyanne, are getting D I V O R C E.
0: Why do you care? Are you going to ask her out? Do you have the hots for oh, her?
3: Oh, yeah, right.
1: I, I like some, of that. I nobody. Like That's a, brilliant.
3: Bo- I like some bony.
1: <laughs>
3: I like bony maroney. No, I'm not asking her out. Okay. I'm, not in, I'm nowhere near her tax bracket. <laughs>
1: they
3: were married yeah. for 22
0: years. Well, I, it's as easy to fall in love with a rich with? woman as it is to fall in
1: love with a poor woman. Yeah. I'm going to let her tempt me. How about that? Although if you become a hobosexual that is dating homeless only, <laughs> then you don't have to worry about when you're done. You just drop them off wherever. Yeah, that's the nice thing about da- dating homeless girls. Hobosexual.
0: Yep.
3: As, as someone once said, I don't think so. <laughs> They're getting divorced. Why do
1: They're you care about so. these about I these just, media douchebags who are getting divorced? Why do you care?
3: I don't know. I just like to see how, to, like I said before, I just like to see how the other half lives in time.
1: Yeah, so you know, so, so you are addicted to the soap opera of politics, as I have stated many times.
3: No, it's just that I never saw how two people who are diametrically opposites could ever be married. Dianetically? Jesus,
1: like L. Ron Hubbard? <laughs>
3: diametrically. Oh, diametrically. Yes, diametrically.
1: Oh, sorry, my bad. I, I misheard you.
3: You you heard me. You just trying to be a wise guy. I, I know I know how you are by now.
1: No, it's it's trying to be a wise ass, not a wise guy.
3: No, I'm. See, this is radio. I can't talk like that.
1: Sure, you can. You I can gotta say to ass.
3: clean my, I gotta clean it up. Heck, now, my my that, name is that, Captain
1: that, Kickass, and that's radio friendly. So there you go.
3: Well, I got I gotta find a way to listen to the podcast because I
1: like it when you talk dirty. This is Peakless Mountaineer. Peakless Mountaineer. Wow, your name is just like the guy who's supposed to be in this empty chair next to me. What's up with that?
6: Yeah, we have a lot in common, me and that guy.
1: Oh, interesting. Tell us more.
6: Uh, including the fact that we're both stranded because uh, our car <laughs> broke down and couldn't go to the show tonight.
1: Seems to be going around. I had the same problem myself last night. I'm pretty sure it's my starter.
6: Oof. No good. Yeah, but anyway, enough so about
1: I- our personal lives.
6: Yeah, I just wanted to uh, give you guys an update on the, uh, so you you were talking about, uh, you know, the police murdering uh, someone earlier. So there is this wonderful, beautiful way of uh, stopping funding that, uh, which is uh, Bitcoin and the related technologies.
1: What? How do Uh, you do that?
6: Well, if you start exchanging your goods and services for cryptocurrencies, then that doesn't fund these murderers.
1: So because you're using a different currency to exchange products and services with your fellow man, uh, the government can't take any of that? Is that what you're saying? That's right. And yeah, it's not illegal if you don't get it. caught. I'm sorry. Go ahead again. Peekless.
6: I said, more importantly, they can't print it. So the more value that we get from the dollar into things that the governments don't print, the less they can pay their soldiers <laughs> to run around murdering it.
1: Wow, that's amazing. How come uh, this hasn't caught on like hotcakes or wildfires?
6: Well, people don't really seem to be a fan of freedom, as far as I can tell.
1: <sighs> Boy, that
6: sucks. Uh, at least 80% of the population isn't anyway, if you look at what happened during COVID. But, but uh, I wanted to call in with a particular detail on the subject. All right, go ahead. So uh, South Dakota just passed a law to alter the uh, Universal Commercial Code. And uh, usually these things are kind of boring, but uh, this one uh, specifically excludes Bitcoin from the definition of money.
1: Oh, now, why should we care about that?
6: Well, because it's going to make it a lot more difficult for anyone following the commercial, the universal commercial code, and uh, especially every, anyone who's compliant with uh, every state that decides to alter it to integrate Bitcoin into their financial system.
1: That sounds fine and, to me.
6: And, uh, and also well, so that's the thing. All of this uh, value and all of these systems do have to translate over into the new system.
1: Oh, I see. Okay. And, uh, all right. So. Uh,
6: bottom if, line, it uh, slows down adoption.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I, you know, I obviously don't enjoy that. I think that uh, both governments and corporations around the globe are attempting to to slow down adoption of cryptocurrency. I don't think it's working.
6: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely working to slow it down. I mean, it's yeah. too late to stop, but they can keep it from uh, from getting any faster. Yeah, maybe I'm conflating numbers, uh, stopping
1: with, with slowing down. Uh, it it yeah. seems to me, though, that no matter what they try, it's not going to stop it.
6: Yeah, that's true.
1: I certainly well, like I to wanted, think so. Uh, just
6: give an update in uh, in, in uh, the war for your value.
1: Hey, I don't know if you're watching online or if you received an image that I uh, uh, alerted you to uh, earlier today. Do you have an opinion on the shirt that I'm wearing?
6: Oh, I did not get that image oh. uh, that's uh, over in my Telegram.
1: Oh, it it, it is. Yep. Yep. Yep.
6: Uh, unfortunately my phone doesn't let me use internet and the phone at the same time.
1: All right. Well then, uh, you'll be totally jelly and, uh, you know, maybe we'll hear from you during beard talk live. Perhaps we'll see what happens.
6: That's the plan.
1: Why would the United States, the military name anything after a civilian massacre? Why would they do that? What, what would be the point of that? Nobody. Well, they're
0: psychopaths, so um, maybe it's just to terrify
1: people. Yeah, I think it's to sort of put it in your face that they can. Uh, it's it's kind of like, like this doesn't really happen to people anymore, but back in the day, you used to get a physical paycheck from your employer. And uh If you read the other half of your check, not the part that you cash to get your money, but the other half of it, you would see that the government has stolen from you, uh, and they list the many ways in which they steal from you on that other portion of your paycheck. And so it's like right in front of you. It's in your face. They're not even hiding it from you. They're like, this is how much you earned, your gross pay, and then this is how much we stole from you, and then this is how much we're allowing you to keep. It's that middle part that's really gross. It certainly is gross. So I think that they do this to rub it in your face. That's you, all of America, all of the United States, all of the world, really. They're saying, look what we can do. You can't stop us. Ha, ha, ha. Hmm. This from it's from AA.com, whatever that means. I've never been to this site before. Uh, the headline reads, U.S. names new warship Fallujah. Site of civilian massacres in Iraq. The USS Fallujah will commemorate first, second battles in Fallujah, says Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, they're they're naming a Navy warship Fallujah, site of civilian massacres. The U.S. Navy named their next-generation warship after a site made famous for civilian massacres in Iraq. Navy Secretary Carlos Del Toro said in a speech Wednesday at Marine Barracks in Washington, D.C. That stands for District of Criminals. Yeah, that, I wonder
0: if they're going to name a uh,
1: name a ship after my lie. <laughs> right. It'd be like I don't know. It'd be like naming a uh, a stealth bomber 911. something along those lines. Uh, So the secretary, Carlos del Toro, said in a speech that the new amphibious assault ship. I didn't realize ships could be amphibious, but sure, why not? Hmm. uh, Was named the USS Fallujah to honor the first and second battles in Fallujah. The battles during the invasion of Iraq resulted in violent clashes and civilian deaths. The future USS Fallujah will commemorate the first and second battles of American-led offenses during the Iraq War. Del Toro called it an honor for the nation to memorialize Marine soldiers and coalition forces that fought valiantly and those that sacrificed their lives during both battles. The fiercest clashes that followed the U.S. invasion of Iraq in 2003 occurred in Fallujah. The goal of the initial Fallujah attack was to apprehend or eliminate militants responsible for the 2004 murder of four U.S. contractors. That's right, four U.S. contractors. How
0: is it murder if you kill people who invaded your country for no reason at all? Okay. The only excuse they had to attack Iraq was weapons of mass destruction. But weapons of mass destruction was a lie. Yes. And they knew it was a lie. Yes. When they told it. So it sounds to me like those
1: men were killed in justified self-defense. On November 7th, as the U.S. offensive had been generally unsuccessful and its forces suffered casualties, the U.S. began the siege of Fallujah, A scene of horrible killings. During Operation Phantom Fury Siege, more than 100 coalition forces were killed. Over 600 soldiers were injured. And thousands of Iraqi civilians, civilians, Mm -hmm. were killed. You
0: just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and
5: more. All for free at freetagli dot com